Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Peter, how are you? I'm doing fine, Eric. How about yourself? Oh, I am. I am fantastic. It is. I don't know. I, I'm just really having a good time. We, I think we talked back in springtime that it was like spring. It's like winter's over and it's, it's starting to feel good. And I'm not a big fan of the heat, but I'm so glad it's summertime because, you know, it's the start of summer vacation season. Did yeah, you, yeah. you, do you have summer plans? Are you doing something? Yeah, we've got a, a family trip planned to go to Switzerland. Oh, wow. Yeah, we leave not next week, but the week after. And we'll be gone for about 10 days. Uh, our three adult kids are joining us. And oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're really, really looking forward to it. It's been, they're, they're, they're a bit spread out. We've got one living in Germany, one living uh, in Minneapolis, and one has been around the Boston area, and she is uh, contemplating leaving the Boston area. So it's just nice to get everyone together. So we're, we're, we're excited, really yeah, excited. I, now, have you ever been to Switzerland? We have. Um, I've been a couple times, um, it's, it, and we love it. Our son in Germany uh, wanted to vacation some someplace in Europe, and we thought this was as good as any. And yeah. so that's why we've chosen Switzerland. It's just spectacular. People are wonderful. The, the food is great. We we should have a, a wonderful time. Great hiking. So that's what we, you know, that's what we do. Oh, How about you? A- any any plans for you for your family? Yeah, we we actually just came back um, from Okaboji, which is just fun to say, Okaboji, and that that's in Iowa. And Okaboji is a um, it's a glacier fed lake in Iowa, and it's it's huge. It's like I don't know, it's like three thousand eight hundred acres. It's it's crazy, uh, crazy big. Um, but it's, it was glacier fed, so it's blue water. It's just oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's it's be. like super deep uh, 136 feet deep i think it's the deepest lake in iowa but we got to do boating and and a lot of fishing caught some pike uh just just really really had a good time relaxing i just i love water peter i just love to be near water sure so that, that was a lot of fun we we really good. enjoyed ourselves so speaking of this i mean summer vacations we're always so busy right i'm curious how do you go about planning your your vacations yeah, you know, over the years we've we've done it lots of different ways. You know, when our kids were younger and you know little and and teenagers and all, we we just did different kinds of trips. You know, car camping and and we went to a, a family camp up in New Hampshire. Uh, we went to visit family out out in on the West Coast. Um, we rented homes. You know, we've done it all mm-hmm. sorts of ways. And, and um, over the last ten plus years, we we we've especially when we go abroad, we've used a uh, different travel group to help us. And it's, it's really been a life changer from a, a vacation perspective. You know, they, they do all the heavy lifting, they do all the planning. Um, some of the trips are our small group uh, action packed kind of trips like hiking and biking. That's what we love to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and others have been more customized 
with our own itinerary and it's just the two of us, my wife and myself, or, or just with our kids. So th- we've done it different ways, but, but we really like having that detailed planning done and, and not having to worry about all that and spend the time because it is to do it right, to do especially those trips abroad. We just want to be more efficient with our time. We, we yeah. may want to relax a bunch, but we also like to see things and do things and be active. So um, that's what we've, we've decided that, you know, on those bigger trips, that's what we want to do. And, and I know we, we pay for it in one way, shape or form, but, but it's something that my wife and I really value. Okay. But you say you pay for it, but from what I've seen, it's, it's really not that expensive for what you're getting. Am I right on that? Yeah. I mean, it's just for the, for the, it's value in the sense that you're getting a lot for your money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, so it's, it's more expensive than not, than if we were to probably do it our own, we might not do it quite as nicely <laughs> and mm-hmm. not be mm-hmm. quite as active, but for all the things that we get, when we're having a, a, a group plan our trips, uh, we think it's a, a, a decent value. It's a choice, but it's how we want to spend our our uh, our our money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think that's great because again, those are the pros. They they know all the little things that you don't know, and so that absolutely will help you plan your trip. So that that's fantastic. All right. Yeah. So, what are we chatting about today besides yeah. besides this? Yeah, well, let's stay on these, this uh, travel or journey theme. Um, right. You know, whenever we prepare for for this, these kind of trips, we we just build multiple checklists, you know, to make sure we don't forget anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, you know, and that includes, you know, stopping the mail and newspapers and, and getting someone to feed the cat and, you know, our actual clothes lists and document lists and banking lists, you know, all those things that you just need. So, we're believers in, in, uh, in checklists and, um, and you, you know, you know, our tagline at, at the Raskin planning group, which is uh, wealth is in a journey and be prepared. So um, I thought today we could describe a, uh, a seven step checklist for retirees. And um, it, it, we, we think it's a, a checklist that should in effect be, be reviewed on a, on an ongoing basis, let's say annually. Yeah. And, and I think I've told you this before, Peter, I love checklists. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think a lot I, of people do. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I like projects. I like doing things. And so if I don't have a checklist that I'm just, you know, I know I'm going to forget something. I, I hate going to the hardware store three or four times because oh. I didn't have my list and I, I've kind of learned from those mistakes. So I, I think this is great. Yeah, I, I think so too. Just one caveat, you know, a checklist suggests that you, you complete the task you check it off and then you don't have to worry about it again, ever again. Mm. And, and, and I think that when we're talking about financial planning, it's less of a, a staircase with a, with a certain number of flights. Cause you know, I think as you go through the checklist, you're kind of moving forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but in our case, I don't think that's how financial planning works. I think it's less of a staircase ascending to, you know, Nirvana as it is a bunch of interconnecting series of circles that that affect each other and 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 you may not necessarily need to address all in order you know some some of these circles become larger or smaller more important less important you know they can they can drift and they're always changing but they're all all related they're all relative to each other so i think that's just an conceptually i I think it's important to think about checklists and from a financial standpoint 
planning standpoint as these interconnecting circles as opposed to a list, maybe a staircase, however you want to think about it, but it's not linear. And I think that's just an important distinction. Yeah. And I don't mean to interrupt, but before you jump into this, can you tell us what those seven steps or or the seven circles are? Just kind of give us an overview. Yeah. So um, just a quick overview. You know, first things we want to take a look at are are your expenses, your budgeting in retirement. And, and this is for, for anyone in any stage of life. Let's start with the, the I wants. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk a, bit, a little bit more in detail about that. Then we want to look at all your sources of income. Okay. Another part of the checklist is, is just looking at protection, making sure you've got your risks managed. You know, there's, there's risks in everything we do, and we want to make sure we're protecting ourselves in those uh, in those unforeseen circumstances that something happens. Not a surprise on our checklist are taxes. You know, taxes matter. They make a big difference over a long period of time. The fifth item is portfolio risk. Um, you know, thinking about your investments. Most of our clients have investments and they can take on more or less risk to help them meet those objectives, whatever they might be. And then number six is distribution flexibility. You know, when 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 someone is is retired, they enter that phase of life where they're not accumulating as much or any, and they're actually withdrawing funds from their accounts. So that distribution flexibility will will really uh, be is very important. And then finally, legacy. You know, uh, at some point, you may be leaving something to your heirs, something to charity, mm-hmm. something to to others. Um, and, and I think those are the those are the seven checklists or circles that we're really looking at. Okay, so I've I've got those written down. Let's start at the top. You you, you mentioned budget. Yep, so important to think about. Really, what what's on your wish list? What do you? Uh, and I always really start off with clients, and I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts. This is an I want expense budget, not necessarily an I need. I, it, I think that's an important distinction because none of us really need a lot. But what happens is is we reach a certain stage in life where we have wants, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes those wants and needs are kind of uh, are are uh, you know come together. A, a want beca- can become a need, <laughs> mm. and and that becomes a um, an important distinction. And I, I break down these kind of expenses into um, into three different kinds. What I, what I call non-discretionary, and those non-discretionary expenses are things like utilities, food, insurance, home maintenance. You know, things that no matter what, we just can't get away from. Yeah, yeah, they, they just they just are. Uh, and then the second item is discretionary expenses. Those are those those are those choices, the, the choices that we make. Couple examples, you know, travel, uh, gifts to family, to charity, uh, our entertainment. You know, th- those are are all things that we have control. Uh, we 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 can control. Sometimes we can we can we can spend more on discretionary items. Other times we can spend less. Again, sometimes discretionary act, uh, items become non discretionary because that's that's part of our life. We we feel really strong really strongly about it. Um, so, so I think it's just an important, you know, really understanding in your situation, 
uh, what's discretionary and what's non-discretionary. And then when you're thinking about both of those items, expenses are often lumpy. You know, I know I have to pay my my uh, insurance on a monthly or quarterly or annual basis. I know um, I, I, I know I've got my car payments. I know I've got um, my subscriptions, my medical insurance. I got mm-hmm, all those mm-hmm. things. Those are not necessarily lumpy, but there's a lot of things that are lumpy. For example, um, you know, if I'm buying a new car, that comes once every bunch of years. For some people, it's once every three years. For other people, it's once every 12 years. So mm. everyone's different. Vacations. Sometimes people want to take that big mega vacation once every few years. Others want you know smaller vacations in between that. But it's important to get a handle on that and, and understand when it might happen. You know, another example would be new co- uh, weddings, household projects, new kitchens, new bathrooms, uh, new roofs. Those are all lumpy expenses, and we want to get a handle on on that. So it's just important to map it out. It doesn't necessarily need to be exact, um, but a good a good guess is better than not even thinking about it. Yeah. So that's that's what we we start off with the budget. Hi, this is Catherine Broy from the Raskin Planning Group. Apologies for the interruption. Thanks so much for listening to Wealth is in the Details. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, please visit our website at www.raskinplanning.com. Look for the podcast's show notes and connect with us via social media. Yeah. And I I like the fact that you started budget by saying wants instead of just needs, because I think early in our lives where our budgets are more about all of our needs, the things that we yes. need to pay. And now it's getting to the point where, like like you said, eh, there's some things we want. So I, I love that. So now that they know that, right, they, they've got this uh, list of what they need and what they want. Um, the next thing you said was sources of income, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So again, I, I break it out into two kinds of sources of income. Uh, that, that income, and again, this is for retirees, that income that is guaranteed, it's coming in. Monthly, quarterly, what, what, it's it's coming in. You can count on it, and it doesn't really move. It, 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 the value of that income doesn't really move that dramatically. Um, and those guaranteed sources of income are are Social Security, probably the most important one. Um, I love talking about Social Security with clients because um, a lot there's a lot of uh, mis, misunderstanding about how that's structured and what that's all about. Basically, Social Security is available to anyone, you know, from 62 to, to, to 70. You can start turning it on at 70. You, you really you really should turn it on. Um, but it's an important source of revenue that continues to increase with inflation. It's vital. Uh, and, and it can be significant, especially for many of our clients who are, are uh, higher income individuals and families, um, a husband and, 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 and a spouse. Those Social Security benefits can really add up. Mm-hmm. Another source of, of, of income is pension income. This is uh, there's less of that out there now, but uh, a lot of people that work for large uh, uh, corporations uh, that have been been working for those corporations for a long time may be eligible for pensions. Um, but you can also turn other the, the, the your your investment and and, and retirement accounts into a stream of income using an insurance company, and that's an annuity income. So you can that's a source of income. If structured properly or structured in, 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 
in a in an appropriate way might be guaranteed. So th- those are the three sources of guaranteed income: Social Security, pension, and annu- annuity. Then there's variable income sources, which are really important. Many of our our retirees might still continue to work, maybe part time for a series of years. Might be only a few, but it could be a longer period. And I think that's something to consider. It's it's really it's an option, and there's reasons to do it, not just financial, but also just um, you know way to ease in from going from full time uh, to part time. That eases the transition. And then the other ones are more, you know, you you probably think about dividends, interest, capital gains from your investments, and then principal. Principal can fluctuate in value, especially if you're investing in stocks and bonds, those go up and and down in value. So, but your dividends, your interest and capital gains are not necessarily guaranteed each year. They're steady. Uh, One can count on them over a long period of time, but they're variable in, in nature. So I want to bring, just talk about those differences, guaranteed and variable uh, income sources. You know, I think you can see how these two items, income and expenses, are really intertwined. You know, you increase your expenses, you need more income. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you have lots of variable income uh, and interest rates go down or, or you can't work or the stock market takes a tumble, your income might be affected. And if you have have lots of non discretionary expenses, that you know those lumpy expenses, it's like you need to buy a new car and you need to redo the kitchen and you need to pay for college uh, for a grandchild. All those things, you know, you may have to liquidate principal, which can really af- negatively affect your long term income. So the, the, you can see how those the income and expense items are can can are so interrelated. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you've talked about some of this before. Uh, We've done a lot of these podcasts. So listeners go back and listen. There's a wealth of information here. But if the cost of living increases quickly and if your guaranteed fixed income doesn't adjust, I mean, that's that can be really detrimental. Yeah, we've seen that, you know, most recently, last year and a half, two years of inflation has been pretty significant. And and a lot of people on on fixed income, you know, retirees um, have had to Tighten belts over the last couple of years, and it's been difficult for for many people. You know, all those all those expenses have gone up, and their incomes have not adjusted uh, as quickly, if at all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the next thing I've got on the list is protection. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, we've done uh, podcasts about this specific item, but I just want to stress how important I think it is, you know, especially for retirees, they've built over their lifetime, they've accumulated uh, oftentimes significant assets. And now it's time to protect those assets from really unexpected things that happen, whether that's a disaster, like, you know, uh, a a, a fire in your home Mm -hmm. or a sickness or anything that's really unexpected. And you want to make sure you've got adequate insurance. You can, you, you're, it's okay to self-insure smaller items like deductibles for health insurance. You know, maybe you have a couple thousand dollar deductible. Well, that might be managed by a lot of people. But um, you know, what happens if there's a a long-term care event and you need custodial care that's not covered uh, by your health insurance? And property, liability insurance, um, including umbrella insurance, make sure you're adequately covered 
uh, and it, you need to review this on a regular basis. You know, some of our clients, even though they're retired, still maintain their life insurance for a variety of reasons. And uh, you just want to make sure you've got adequate protection. Um, and, and the next item on that checklist that I built are taxes. They really do matter. They can be managed. You can't necessarily avoid taxes. You know, it, it, if we're blessed to have significant income that's taxable, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, pay taxes isn't the worst thing to have to happen. Um, and, and this is just another example how those items can work together. You know, more income often leads to higher taxes. We, we often stress that we want to defer taxes, and that can be a good thing, especially during the, the high income years. But tax deferral is just that. It's just a deferral. It's not an avoidance. And, uh, you know, at some point in time, uh, that all that tax deferral is going to affect our kids, potentially our retirement, uh, because at that point, our taxable income may be very high if we're forced to take distributions from, from retirement accounts. And that can affect our Medicare premiums, for example. There's a surcharge on on higher income folks, uh, and that those required minimum distributions may push us up into a higher bracket. So these, again, this interconnection between um, income, taxes, expenses, uh, protection. You know, if we're not covering ourselves adequately, we may have to take larger withdrawals from our investment accounts, and that's that's a concern. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So your next two items on the list, portfolio risk and distribution flexibility, sound like they actually might affect each other. Yeah, absolutely. So so these two issues are also affected by, you know, your expense needs and your sources of income. And, and as I mentioned, just mentioned, you know, even by the risks, you've decided to, to insure or self-insure. So let's talk about portfolio risk quickly, you know, portfolio risk or, or, or volatility is affected by the, the decisions you've made around your investments. Like which assets do you want to be primarily in stocks? Do you want to be primarily in bonds or CDs or 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 um, or, or, or cash accounts? And you know, most of our clients, you know, believe and 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 to ex- to an extent, I believe this as well that the 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 more risk you take, the more volatility you're willing to accept. Um, the 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 higher your potential returns might be. <laughs> it might mm. the, the important uh, uh, caveat there. Yeah. So, you know, m- more risks also suggest greater losses at any point in time. And, you know, if you've got very little flexibility in managing your expenses, yeah, everything's non-discretionary. Well, then you might be forced to liquidate principles in, principle of, you know, you're, you might be, have to liquidate accounts in a bad market. Mm. And when you sell low because the stock market's gone down and you're you're forced to to sell you're selling low and, and that makes it more difficult to recover from those losses you basically dig a deeper hole to climb out of and it might take you longer if you ever can so yeah. so in an ideal world uh distributions from investments can increase and decrease as your investment assets increase and decrease you know, re- reducing your distributions when the stock market goes down, and, and that allows you to wait for your portfolio to recover. And that, you know, that, that's a, it comes back to um, 
that decision about guaranteed income. If you've got um, more guaranteed income, which is not subject to volatility of the markets, to cover a lot of your non-discretionary expenses, then you're putting yourself in a, a safer position. And for many of our retirees, that's really, really important and helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Legacy. I love this one. You know that. So yeah. how does that fit into this checklist? Yeah. So, you know, if we've done our job, um, comprehensive financial planning means we take should take a look at lots and lots of different scenarios. And uh, a, a long life, living a long time is good news, but it presents some planning challenges. You know, basically, will your assets last as long as you do? And we typically, when we're doing our planning, we take a real conservative position and plan for a long life. Now, you know, not everyone's going to live into their late 90s. However, we want to make sure that our clients have assets if that occurs. And, and many of our clients have done very well in life. They've accumulated assets, and it's likely that they are going to leave some sort of legacy to family, friends, or, or to charity. And, and and these goals can be incredibly important to many of our clients. Other clients are are just less thoughtful about it. They they don't they haven't given a lot of thought. But I think we really point out how important it is to to prepare for this these legacy assets that may be passed on to that next next generation. Um, you want to make sure it's done effectively and efficiently. When I say effectively, what I'm trying to say is you want to make sure your your kids are protected um, from circumstances mm -hmm. that might occur. We want to make sure distributions are, are happening to them in the way you want it, want it to happen. We want to make sure that they're receiving those assets tax efficiently. Um, we want to make sure that that we structure the estate to minimize estate taxes and income taxes. That's what that's what I mean by efficient, um, and, and that takes just thoughtful planning and management not just in one fell sweep, but over many years because situations change. So the legacy aspects are really important and we and I stress it when, when talking to clients. Yeah. Well, uh, over the last hundred episodes, like I mentioned earlier, you've touched on a lot of these areas of planning, but I, I really like how you framed it and framed the journey around these seven steps and how interrelated they really are. Yeah, you know, what brought this to mind, why I thought I'd do this today is, um, a, a week or two ago, I had a conversation with a, 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 a new client, a perspective. They, they were a prospective client. They're now a new client. They've, they've hired us to do their planning. And their focus was on the pension uh, issue. And uh, he, he had been working at a, a very large uh, company for th 35 years. And he's approaching reti uh, approaching retirement, but uh, he's, he's po potentially um, subject to a layoff. Um, mm. which is, you know, it's the timing isn't great. Um, they'll be okay based on my understanding of this situation. But his focus and his wife's focus was, what do, what do we do about this pension? Do we take it now? Do we take a lump sum? A and in talking to them, and actually I did a little bit of analysis for them, it, it, it became so clear that there were so many other questions that were unanswered. For example, the sources of income. Uh, their ex their expenses, their their um their portfolio risk and their risk tolerance, 
and 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 what they wanted that I couldn't really answer the question. And so it just got me thinking how interrelated all of these these items are. And you can't just address one issue. It's a big issue. It's an important issue, but we needed to do a full comprehensive plan to, to really resolve that issue. Should he take a lump sum? Should they take a pension? And and if they do decide to take the pension, when do they actually take it? And I thought it was a, a really good example of um of of how uh, decisions can be made and should be made, which is from a big picture perspective. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, the journey is always more complicated when you just dig a bit deeper. I mean, it, just taking your example earlier of travel, um, sure, you can pick a location and you can buy your flights. That's pretty easy, and and probably book a hotel fairly easily. But then when you want to add all those other things to do along the way to really enjoy the trip, to enjoy the journey, that's a lot of stuff, right? I mean, what are you going to eat each, each meal? Where, where do you want to eat? What do you want to, you know, what do you want to do in between? Do you want, like, I think you were talking about bike riding and I know you're an avid skier. So there's probably some ski skiing going to happen in Switzerland. I don't know, but I mean, there's so many different things that you, you, once you start digging into it, um, it, it gets more complicated. So considering these seven steps, that yeah, that brings in a lot of complications for, when, especially when you're talking about somebody's future for the next you know twenty thirty years. Exactly, and and that's what we want we want to do is 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 focus on on all of those wants. Yeah, and but but deal with the reality of their specific situation because every everything is customized. So I talked about customized trip planning earlier, and and I'm I'm willing to work with someone because I there are things that I'm not thinking about. Uh, and, and that's why I think, you know, from a financial planning perspective, I know this is a, uh, you know, not a, a great analogy, but I think it's, 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 there's, there's, there's some commonality here. I want to make sure I'm dealing with a, a group that can answer all our questions and, and, and make us take advantage of that week or two weeks that we're away. The same for, for financial planning. Uh, we want to make sure those next 20 and 30 years are well planned and thoughtful so that cl our clients can can meet their objectives whatever they might be yeah I, I don't know what you're talking about i thought it was a great analogy i mean <laughs> i think you tied it it is a journey and so yeah. i 100 I, I think that that's great and to have somebody along i'm not going to call you a sherpa but you know, yeah. to, to have somebody along the way a guide, to help guide, a, guide. You, a guide there you go uh, that's important so how do they reach out to you if they want to talk about maybe you you help them guide them along the way yeah so i, I always recommend that people start with our website, raskinplane.com. Our contact information is there and, and, you know, the hundred plus uh, podcasts are there too. Um, oh yeah. So lots of, uh, lots for their listening pleasure. So yeah. thank you. Absolutely. Peter, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. And of course, our last thank you always goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp., a broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is a marketing name for registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.